Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. And with me is guest Tyler Mavison. He's been with us before, and we're here to talk book club today. Yes, yes. So, Tyler, before we jump in, I just wanted to mention to, to listeners, because I'm a terrible host sometimes, <laughs> and I, I don't do uh, often a good job of promoting some of the other stuff that we're doing, but we actually have another podcast called the It's About People podcast. Uh, it's on a completely different feed, so if you're listening on iTunes, which most of our listeners are, you can actually go search Zenium or It's About People, and you could find our other podcast, and what's kind of cool about that one. As you know, like like this one is an interview like I'm going to do with Tyler, and we're going to actually have a discussion. But in the other one, we do like a roundtable discussion. Uh, we kind of say it's similar to The View where they just, you know, have, they have a topic in the news or something. And it's all related to HR and leadership, of course, but we do a roundtable and just discuss. So go check that out. And uh, we have a lot of good content on our blog, too. So go check that out. But Tyler, we're going to move on. What we have today is uh, we're going to do a book club discussion. So recently we read a book called The Go-Giver, yes. a little story about a powerful business idea. This is written by Bob Berg and John David Mann. So it's um, it was a, a dual effort. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about it is it's written in a fable. And we've, we've done a lot of these, yes. haven't we? Yes, we have. The, the leader wrote no title. Yeah, and we did... The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by yes. Patrick Lencioni. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like we've done a couple others, but there's something about these fables that just help me mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and to help, I think, resonate with these these big business ideas that are mm-hmm. a lot of times abstract or yeah. uh, they're so sciencey. With, yeah. with a lot of these business books, they, you know, bullet points and theories and whatnot, but when, when you can't really draw it to case studies or stories... Mm-hmm. It's hard. It doesn't sink in as well yeah. for me. I don't well, know about you. Oh no, it definitely. It loses its kind of its kind of a, a value just because I think the hardest part when you're reading a business book is how to incorporate that into your life or how, what's an example of this in practice. So how do I use this this concept? With uh, the Go Giver, we get a nice we get a nice story and it's kind of all revolving around these these uh, five laws, yeah. which I think in their own right can be taken for a good value piece. So, but when you add them all together, it's kind of, you can incorporate that into your life a little bit easier than just having reading off of some conceptual book. Oh, I totally agree with that. And you know, the best part of all is for one, it's, written in a fable. I think that's the best part. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that it's 130 yeah. pages or something. To I, mean, point. I think the paperback is 133 mm-hmm. pages or something like that. But it's it's really readable. It's digestible in a, one sitting. I think yeah. I read it over uh, one day and a weekend mm-hmm. in a couple different chunks. Yeah, but yeah. it, was a great, it was a great book. I really I really liked it. Um, and I think I'll continue to read these fables mm-hmm. just because they uh, they all have really cool business ideas. And then when you, you're able to tie it to real world type stuff sure. and it's it sinks in a little easier so why don't you for, for the listener 
Why don't you give a kind of a opening to what the book, how it started? Because I, I think the way the story starts was, it actually kind of started slow. Yes. And then it sped up through sure. like explaining what these five laws are. We'll yeah. get to that, but just maybe talk about the opening part. Yeah. So we have an individual that's kind of, you know, working in sales and he's, he's trying to meet his quotas and he's having a difficult time meeting his, his quarterly quotas. And so he's looking for any type of leverage that he can, he can get to kind of get him over that, that hump. And so he seeks out a, uh, like what I would call a whale, yeah. of a, a, like a potential client, or maybe a, I don't know if he's necessarily could be a client, but a connector to yes. some b- bigger businesses deal, business mm-hmm. deals. So he was really seeking to get this guy and yes, and, and, for his own selfish reasons. To, yeah. To use him, to use him to get that sales quota, not knowing what kind of value he had to offer him. And that's when he comes across these, these kind of, you know, meets for, lunches every day of the week yeah. and he gets a new new uh, kind of insight new law of you know how to be successful and i think that's kind of where the story takes it and you learn these laws through their 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 lunches and their meetings with um other individuals and he comes to find out that you know maybe that you know this person he was seeking out wasn't you know the leverage he needed maybe the leverage he needed was all you know within him so yeah so i to your point, like the, each chapter had, it talked about a law and it introduced a new person who mm-hmm. could explain that law through their storytelling. Mm-hmm. It, to your point, it also it took place over a course of a week over lunch meetings. So this guy would, you know, he's trying to meet his sales quota and he's like running out of time. And so he goes and meets all these people and he learns all these like life business lessons. Yeah. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting you know, being a realist that I am, I don't know that a person who was originally going into it with selfish reasons would just totally be bought into the whole thing yeah. so far. But but I think the, the ideas were good. Um, what, why don't you talk about the five laws? Because we'll, yes. we'll talk about maybe each one of those individually. Or, sure. Yeah. Know. So uh, we have the, the law of value, um, the law of compensation, the law of influence, and the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. Yeah, so that the first one, the law of value, they started off with a story about Ernesto, I believe his name was. He was the hot dog salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about the story where he has this little hot dog stand, and then all of a sudden he turns it into like a multi-million dollar yeah. uh, venture. And I think it was through, I think that their point was, it wasn't that... The hot dog stand was amazing. It, it was, but they, I think he created such a good customer service, yeah, um, and created value for the people that did visit that mm-hmm. other uh, other opportunities started coming up. Maybe he expanded his hot dog yeah. stand operation or something, just yeah. because the customers that did visit him had such a great experience that yeah. he that was the way he expanded it. And I think the the guy, the main investor guy in the story, he I think backed it or, yeah. or something like, like that. Connector. So. The one who kind of yeah. issued that, but I think what the the point I love how because I think it's a true testament too. Like you know, it's all about the experience you create, even with a, such a ubiquitous thing as hot dogs Absolutely. or even like you know food vendors. You know, yeah. I mean, if you create an experience, an atmosphere that's enjoyable and fun, um, it creates buzz, and more people mm-hmm. go to it, and it comes bigger and bigger and bigger and grows. So some little hot dog stand can turn into you know a multi million yeah. dollar restaurant enterprise. Yeah. yeah. And I think the words that they used was uh, creating 
making the buying hot dog experience into an unforgettable event. Yeah. Because hot dogs and many other things in this world are very forgettable. They're commoditized or whatever, but through your customer service or even through your, your product, whether Mm -hmm. it's a premium version of a commoditized product, I I think you can create an unforgettable event. And I think that was just the point they were trying to make is that the law of value would basically say your true worth is determined determined by how much you give in value then you take in payment mm-hmm. meaning that these hot dogs are probably a dollar or two a piece but yet maybe he's creating so much more value than than yeah. what they're paying so i thought that was pretty interesting i think that the the story that came up next was the law of compensation and you, you alluded yeah. to it a second ago but why don't you talk about that a little bit i think that was kind of an interesting yeah one. so and this the compensation is you know, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So it's you in order to be compensated well, you want to be able to reach the max people you can and reach as many people as you can to influence them and, and, and to kind of show them what your what your value is, what you what you have to offer. And so I think it's you can't you can't always focus on a small select circle. You have to broaden your horizon in order in order to be compensated proportionately. Mm-hmm. So I think the law of compensation is this: you want your income is determined just by how many people you can touch and reach and, um, and share with your experience mm-hmm. rather than keep that together. And I think it also mentions that a lot of the best, you know, more successful people, you know, they, they kind of view their knowledge as kind of just open for everybody. They, they you know, they, they let everybody have access to it. They don't like pigeonhole it, you know, yeah, you yeah. know they don't keep it from themselves. They let people know. So I think that kind of goes into the law of compensation. So you want to reach as many people as you can, share your knowledge with me as many people as you can, yeah. and share your experiences with me. And in my mind, naturally, it goes to on the even on the product side. Like if you've delivered a product, you yeah. sold it to one person, your compensation is obviously going to be yeah. determined on that your profit margin for that one unit. But then if you're able to provide value to mm-hmm. exponentially many more people, then your your compensation is not really limited. It's limited yeah, by it's the un- amount of people you reach. Exactly. It's almost unlimited. Yeah, in theory, yeah. yeah. And say, I think the story that they had in in the book was, I believe she was a teacher, or a former teacher. Yeah. And she, I think while she was teaching in her class of 40 kids or something like that, she had come up with a way to deliver educational tools or learning so a unique way to learn and so she took that outside of the classroom and i think built up a really a business and a product around that way of teaching and so the 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 story was that she was able to just reach a lot more people by productizing what the the, exactly learning her reach as a teacher wasn't great enough and she wanted to reach as many students as possible she only could reach the students that she had um in her class in her classroom or even her school but she wanted to reach as many students as possible because yeah. she wanted to share this learning experience, this knowledge that she had, this software that she developed with as many people as you can, as many students, as many yeah. kids as they can. So, I mean, that's, and it wasn't always about the compensation for her too. It's, you know, about doing good. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. the compensation came along I think with so that. Too. I think so yeah. too. You know, I always, um, and I, I doubt this is a huge moneymaker for the people involved if at all, but I always think of like the open source kind of stuff, like, um, yeah, like, Linux. Like, like that Wikipedia is another yeah. great one where, you know, people who just wanted to change, fundamentally change the way people are accessing information or just yeah. a different way to do, you know, old, old way of doing business or accessing a certain way. 
you know, you totally flip a business model and you reach a lot more people. You provide value. And like my point about Wikipedia is that they don't really, they don't, it's not a moneymaker. Yeah. But they, they, they rely on donations. Exactly. And so you provide value and people are willing to donate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, that, that I think that alone is a, is a good example, but mm-hmm. um, there's so many other examples of the compensation thing, but it's, it is, if you can create the value first, yeah, reach a lot more people, the conversation will, f- f- I think, follow eventually. I think, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll flow back to you. Yeah, and that was the point in this book. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, the law of influence a little bit. So, yeah, the law of influence, uh, you know, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. So, it this is, you know, being as selfless as possible. You want to, you know, you're, whoever you're trying to reach, you want to put their needs ahead of your own. And that's, mm, that's the that's only hard to do. It's, it's <laughs> extreme. And it, this is one of the, one of the laws too, that's transferable from even the business world to you know personal life, professional and personal. You know, when you're in relationship, you want to put the needs of your, your significant other or your friends, family ahead of your own sometimes, you know, or you, you get, you get the most out of it if you do that. So I think this, this law I, it kind of transcends a lot of these law transcends, you know, just professional into more personal yeah. nature as well. There's a quote that I read in the book and I think it goes something like the more successful people are, the more willing they are to share their secrets yeah. with other people. Yeah. And I think this, this really ties into that law of influence just mm-hmm. because people who are already successful, they're thinking, how could I help people get what they want? Yeah. So they're putting their, their interests first and then eventually it all comes back. Like you're basically building trust. You're building a network yeah. of people who, I mean, they, you've helped them along some way down yeah. the road. So they're, I think they would be appreciative of that. Exactly. I, I think of like, you know, well, Elon Musk, you know, you know, in the, in the tech sector, you know, you're trying to reach, you know, sustainability with his electric cars and he kind of, he's hearing the needs and the, the wants of the public and he starts, you know, building his business around what mm. they want. He creates, you know, Tesla and he, the, the, the car coming now. He's doing, you know, SpaceX. He's doing a lot of in, intriguing, interesting things by listening to kind of what like people the, want. what yeah. people want. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I, mean, I like that. So I think that's kind of a real world example. And people like that would have a lot of influence because they are yeah. they're listening to what people want, building products around them or services maybe. Yeah. And ultimately, everybody's. And it comes sort of back to him. It comes, he, he's successful, and he yeah, and he, built, he gets a lot of recognition. For he gets a lot of recognition, and, yeah. And that's just one example. There's, there's a many, lot. There's, there's, a, there's yeah. so many mm-hmm. examples out there, and and I think the point in this book is that we all could do that. Yep. You know, in in your work that you're doing, whether you're at an office, you're in a manufacturing environment, whatever, yeah. there are ways to influence people around you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be better off for it yeah. eventually. So it's, it's like sharing ideas in the office, or you know, you know, more efficient ways of doing a certain project. You know, if you share that with some of your coworkers, I mean, that's you're influencing, you're creating influence, which you don't have to do at a grand scope as like an Elon Musk does it, or if you don't no, have the, you know, if all, you have the means to do it that way, but you can influence your the people around you, both professionally and personally, mm-hmm. by doing you know certain you know small things. You know, one of the Greatest things I, I think we've done in a while here at Zenium was the mentorship program. Oh, yeah. And I think that's that's a way for people who've already kind of gone through what other people already that want to go yeah. through. They're yeah. able to pair up with somebody, and then 
influence and mentor and just provide them with tools that they've like, hey, I've already done all this. Yeah. Here's here's some of the struggles I've gone through. Here's what I recommend. Here's what, how you should be thinking. Yeah. You know, those are things that, you know, if I would have known all about that stuff back when I was in high school or whatever, I would have been getting involved in, in mentorship sure. programs. But I think that law of influence is so, so vital, I think, to just to growth and development of people around yeah. you. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. And I love that the analogy to the mentor program because I've always been a big proponent of the, the Zenia mentor program. And I think it just, it creates a lot of, you know, helpful insight into way, you know, to handle experience or, you know, share experiences yeah. that you, you've come across with the, the senior members. So I think that's always a, a great, great program. What about the, the law of authenticity? That was the, the fourth one that came up. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that one. Well, I mean, it, it's, Kind of self-explanatory. I mean, it's basically, it's basically your, you know, your, your, your most valuable gift is you have to offer as yourself. So it's, you know, be true to yourself, you know, be who you are. Um, and, you know, just being yourself and in interacting, you don't try to be anybody else, treat be anybody you're not. It can create, you know, experiences, create influence. Yeah. And you may, may be able to solve issues by just, going about your daily routine doing your your normal things and i think yeah authenticity it's be true being true to yourself internally but also on on the out yeah outside as well i mean i think Brene brown always talks about the vulnerability and authenticity mm-hmm. it's it's like just show up yep be shown like yep. show yourself to other people like your true self yeah it's hard to do for a lot of people so i think that's i think that's the point in this book it's it's your gift and I think they had, I can't remember the person, but they, they definitely had a person that was, um, the, the law of authenticity, that whole point, but. Was it the, spe- the speaker? It was the woman speaker at the, um, oh, that's right, the, the real estate yeah. agent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, that was her point is that she, oh yeah, I do remember this now that she was, she was going through all the sales tactics she yep. had learned all, all a to Z. years. Yeah. A to Z. <laughs> like there's, there's a sales tactic yeah. for everything, yeah. but when she truly started being successful in real estate was when she was authentic with her clients yeah. and, and being real as being a person. Yeah. Being relatable. I mean, I, yeah. I, a lot of times people think, you know, like you said, vulnerability, it's like they try to be someone they're not because yeah. they feel like that is the perception they need to get across. Yeah. But really it's just, you know, be your, be yourself. Yeah. People, I mean, people may like you. They like that realism. They do. People crave that. Religion. The one thing I think that a lot of authenticity or just being authentic in general could backfire on somebody is if they're truly just a terrible person. <laughs> but they're probably not reading this book that if they don't. I, doubt, I highly doubt that. Yeah. And they're probably not in the line of work that yeah. would benefit yeah. from, from that. So. And yeah, they're, all, they're obviously probably not using a lot of the other laws like, you know, the law of influence. Or, yeah. You know, no, exactly. Law of value. And the other thing I would pull from the law of authenticity is just like no hidden agendas. Leave yeah. it all on the table. Yeah. So people can get what they want a lot faster, you know, win, yeah. win, win, whatever, you know, Stephen Covey's ideas yeah. of, um, you know, make sure both sides win. Yeah. And I think this, this is true. There's no 50, 50 is a losing proposition. As this book says, I like, I like the that. only mm-hmm. winning proposition is a hundred percent. So if you make the winning about other people and you're authentic and mm-hmm. you both get what you want, then yeah. I think you can, sort of focus and you can move forward. Yeah. I think it's, it's I think authentic, authenticity, the law authenticity and the law of influence go kind of hand in hand. So I'm like, I like how they, they kind of had those as the two laws back to back because I think that, you know, placing self, placing, you know, interests and in your, your needs of someone else out of your own 
and then also being true, you know, to as to to others yeah. of who you are. I think those are kind of you know they kind of go together. Yeah. So this last law, the law of receptivity. This is the the one I struggle with. The yeah, most, I, 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 yeah. I had was thinking a little bit about this one. So explain this. So it, so basically, it states that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving, which is hard, yes. right? Okay, for yeah. a lot of people, I think they love to give. Oh yeah. But receiving is cringeworthy. Yeah. I, I know, like me personally, like when I receive compliments or you know props or whatever, whatever it is. I always immediately want to deflect it and like <laughs> yeah. and re- turn yeah. turn it on the other person yeah. and say, "Oh, you did a good job too," or yeah. it was all you, or you know, yeah. like that sort of thing. It's just it's I I don't know what it is. It's just like an awkward feeling yeah. for me. But this the point of this is if you're open to receiving, then I think the world goes around. I think there's there's a couple cool points in this. I'm gonna actually just take a point from the book. Sure. Every give can only happen when someone is receiving, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the point they yeah. made in the book. And they gave an, an example, which I thought was not, not necessarily mind-blowing, but I thought it was a really good way to, to, to draw some conclusions on this, this point. So the example they gave in the book was people breathe oxygen mm-hmm. and they exhale carbon dioxide, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're receiving oxygen from somewhere, but they're giving carbon dioxide yes. out, right? And plants are doing the exact opposite yeah, is the, the point. So they take the carbon dioxide mm-hmm. and then turn it into oxygen, and yeah. we need that. So it's like this cycle. <laughs> so it was a cool, I like the it was analogy. A, it was, it was a, a really cool good point. Analogy. It's like if I receive, you know, here's an example right now. Powerball, right? It's one. Yeah. It's going to be one point three billion dollars soon, which yeah. is the highest it's ever been. The only way I could receive that money, which is not, you know, the probability is awful. Yeah. The only way I could receive that money is by people giving, <laughs> and that's you know a dollar or two at a time, right? It's just, yeah. But it's a, the point is like I want to make a donation. Yeah. I'm giving, yeah. and so but somebody wants, somebody needs that. Yeah. On the receiving end, so there it makes this this it's circular. It is. It's, it's a very it's a very circular thing. I think. And like you're like you're really mentioning about being kind of closed off and always trying to deflect, you yeah. know, you know, getting receiving feedback, you know, good feedback, even if it's like you know, oh, you did a great job. It's like no, no, you did a great yeah, job. Yeah, it's exactly. like well, then what was, how's that make the other person feel? You yeah. know, I mean, they're trying to give you a you know compliment. They actually, you know, they're trying to place value into what you've done, and you yeah. kind of just don't want to take it and receive it with its yeah. full kind of uh, meaning. Yeah, I think that kind of it just kind of kind of defeats a little bit of, you know, what they're trying to, you know, give with mm-hmm. a compliment. So if you take it full, you know, wholeheartedly and you accept their compliment and be like, you know what, you know, thank you. I did it. Yeah. yeah. Here, here, taking it back to the business world, mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing such good work. They're being so productive and um, they're trying to, they're helping others. They're creating value, doing all, and they're making a huge reach. So they've got basically gone through all these, these laws mm-hmm. that we talked about here. But they have a hard time receiving in terms of compensation or, or benefits yeah. for the work that they're doing. And I would argue that um, they love giving, right? But yeah. they need to learn how to receive because they could do a lot of good stuff with money. It's a tool, right? So yeah. if, they, if they're, they're receiving in terms of like compensation, then they're able to take that and possibly reinvest it um, yeah. in in what they're the work that they're doing or. Continue mm-hmm. to give to others. So it's like, again, yeah. it's a cycle. So if they're, if they figure out a good way to keep giving by, by way of receiving, yeah. I think we're all better off. Yeah. 
I, I, I think it's just good too, just to, to receive feedback, good, you know, good positive feedback. I mean, I think it's in your best interest to, to, you know, understand that people are valuing what you're doing and that you're doing good work so that you can it, it, it boost your morale, boost your, you know, how you feel about yourself. And that way you can, it, it just recycles. So then you, you feel good about yourself. You're more productive. You do more things and, you, and it circles yeah. back and you get praise for them and, you, and it, it just gets better. It just goes better. But I think a lot of people close themselves off and they like, oh, Could you know, no, no, it's no yeah. big deal. It's no big deal. Well, you know what? It was a big it deal. Was a big deal. It, people, people commented on it. And you should be rewarded for yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you're giving, now you need to receive. Yeah. <laughs> just take it. Some take people the time. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have no problem receiving like gifts and things like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. But in a, in in a lot of times it is awkward. It's it's really it hard. Is, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, especially you don't want that feeling of like, oh, I'm getting so much. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. Because you, you never want to you never want it to be off balance to where it's like I'm just receiving nonstop yeah. and I'm never giving. And I mm-hmm. think that's not the point here. It's that most of the time these people who are successful and and they are reading this book, they've probably been giving their whole lives. Yeah. Um, or just maybe not receiving the right way. Yeah. And I think it's the whole point. It's like it all comes full circle. Yeah. It needs to come full circle. Create value, yeah. reach a lot of people, be authentic, expand yeah. your circle of influence, yeah. and receive. Receive feedback and then do it again. Yeah. Keep, yeah. And keep going. It's a, it's a cycle. <laughs> so we've gone through all the laws. What what did you overall <clears throat> think about this book? I, you know, I, I really liked it. I mean, I, as you mentioned earlier in, in, in the podcast, it's, it's, it's short but it's to the point and it's, and it's concise and you, you, you're getting, it may be only 110 pages long, but there's a lot of good content here and a lot of, a lot of, you know, um, you know, things you can learn from this, you know, especially the, each, each law in its own, it's, it's great. And so you have this kind of like, in your, you know, at your desk, I, I, Love to have this book at the desk or, you know, at yeah. your home and just kind of pick there's it up. Of, there's so many good nuggets. There's so many good nuggets. Just pick it out one day and then just kind of read through it, you know, yeah. and just kind of read over like, the laws, read over like, the experiences of the book and then kind of, you know, just incorporate that. I mean, I think it's, it's a great, it was a great, it was a great book. I want to sum up what I sort of learned mm-hmm. in this book and in one phrase that is, I think it's verbatim from the book. They said, I think it's towards the end, the point is mm-hmm. not what you do or what you accomplish, but who you are. Yeah, I mean. That is, in summary, what this book is about. It's it's about who you are as a person, not what you've done. Yeah. And I think all, yeah. of, all of these things are about the kind of person and, and the quality of person that you are. Yeah. You're giving to others. You're able to receive. You're creating value. All yeah. these things. And that was, a, that was kind of the lesson at the end of the book. You know, like you mentioned, you know, he realizes, the protagonist realizes that the leverage he was seeking was within him and not, you know, from someone else. Yeah, so exactly right. I think that's, it, I mean, it's really true. And it, it causes, goes, plays off the word, you know, the go-getter. I was trying to, you know, get something, you know, but the go-giver. Mm. The Good point. Get, yeah, he's the one that you know will get will share the most value and get the most value out of it, giving, you know, than receiving. Great point. And you know what I I love about this book and what I love about a lot of the book club books that we read is that it's great for a discussion. Oh, I mean, yeah. there there are some times where I think some of us loved certain the certain laws and others didn't like yeah. a certain law, but it created some really good discussion about uh, real world stories. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I like about the story, the story business books. You know, there's a narrative, 
is that you can talk about the, the concepts. You can talk about the business principles that you're learning, but you can also talk about how they are incorporated into the story and how yeah. the story was going and what do you, can you, can you, you know, you know, you know, associate with the protagonist or can you, can you sympathize with, with his kind of his plight or his, his struggles and, and whatnot. So I think that is, you know, I enjoy that aspect. So I, I really, I really just overall enjoyed the book. Okay. So put on your Goodreads rating hat out of five stars. Five what, star. what do you give it? You know, I, it's a, it's a solid, I, you know what I, you know what I wish about Goodreads? <laughs> you know what I wish about Goodreads? You wish there was a point. I wish there was a point five. So, okay. Let's do a 10, a scale of 10. Is there a scale of 10? I'll, I'll give it an eight. Okay. I, I liked right. it. I liked yeah. it. An eight. I, and I don't, I very rarely go over yeah. seven. So, I mean, I, I give it a solid eight. Okay. On my Goodreads. And by the way, uh, I'm, my public Goodreads, if you want to follow me, there's a lot of business books I'm reading, so you can connect with me if you want. But uh, on my Goodreads, I gave it a five. Yeah. And for the reason that it's one of those books that stuck with me, like I read it, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it for like a week yeah. or so. And I, I mean, even to this day, I still keep thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. been a couple months, but um, I just love I just love books that have nuggets of information that just yeah. stick with you and. It's it's like it's always been there, but for some reason it was mind blowing when you yeah. when you read it. Yeah. And there's a few books that I, I've read like that over the years that have done that, but yeah, this one was gonna stick with me. That's one, why I gave it yeah. five star. I mean it's it's not the most profound book ever. Yeah. Uh but Nor is it trying to be. Nor is it trying to be. It was yeah. just a simple story yeah. with some really cool business ideas. Yeah. About and the, was it the title? Was it the title? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about this title. Okay, so <laughs> what I didn't understand was the title of the book is a Go Giver, The Go-Giver, A Little Story About a Powerful Business Idea. So I'm, I'm reading this title, and I'm like, where was the one business idea? Because there's five laws, yeah. and I don't really understand that. Powerful business ideas, maybe pluralized. It should be. Yeah. It should be. That's what it should read. <laughs> and we're probably nitpicking the, the title. But what I guess my point about the title would be if, more people should be reading this, and I mm-hmm. maybe their reach hasn't been as. Oh, I mean, I'm looking on Goodreads; they have like five thousand ratings, so that's pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, everyone should really have this, like I said, at their desk or in their in their office. They, they should, and they, it should be for discussion in, in workplaces. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and another good. thing too, I like how they they kind of give out discussion questions at the end. Um, I don't know if you if you were part, if you had that book. Because I listened to the podcast. I don't I, remember. I listened, I listened to the Audible book too, where the authors actually read it, oh. and uh, they actually give you like. Just like book club questions. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, because I read it on my Kindle, and I think once you get to like the very last oh. page, it, it'll say, "Do you want to read this book?" And yeah, and so yeah, I must have just not. Yeah, and it's like so they 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 want they encourage a discussion about it, which I I thought was just yeah. How I mean, how how many book business books do they have that where it's like here's the discussion questions. For your book club, That's amazing. Let's discuss it. Let's I, discuss okay, this. if other authors are listening to this podcast, please give us discussion questions <laughs> at the end of the books because we are always wanting to talk about it. And oh, I'm yeah. like, it's funny when I read these books because I lead the book club. I'm I'm always like trying to create discussion questions, and a lot of times it's hard. Yeah, because I don't remember everything. And and the thing is, for like one person trying to create discussion questions, is that my interpretation of the book is completely different than what you had or what. Yeah. You know, other people that read it, is, yeah. and that's what I love about people coming together is they they each glean something different that I got, mm-hmm. and it's hard it's hard for me to facilitate like a discussion in in my own way yeah. because I'm sure I missed ninety percent of yeah. it. 
Yeah, that's why I love the book club too. Like you said, you get a lot of other people's insights to it, and then you all talk about it, and you all work in the same area, so yeah. it's it kind of flows. So yeah. if I would, if I go back to the Goodreads, I, mean, I was going to give it a four point five if they had a point point five. Okay, then like round that. it up. That's good. But I guess it could be a five, but. Nice. Well, good stuff. With Tyler, I appreciate you jumping on again. And, you know, for for listeners who've listened to our other podcasts where we're talking about books, Tyler's going to be on regularly. We're going to be talking books all the time. And the next book that we're reading is... um, Is it Better Than Before? Better Than Before. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the author on that one? Let's see. By Gretchen Rubin? Yeah. So if, you know, what would be great is that we'll have the podcast out at some point after we read and discuss the book. But, you know... Pick, pick up the book along with us and, and read, and yeah. we'd love to kind of hear what you think. And hey, submit questions to me; they might do my <laughs> do my work for me. <laughs> That'd be good, and then it'll it'll feel some more really discussion. discussion with yeah. the listeners. So, anyways, Tyler, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Um, for here. for if you like the podcast episode, please go to iTunes, give us a review, just tell us how we are doing, and you know if you have other discussions or uh, some topic ideas for us we'd, we'd love to hear that because we'd love to talk about it with you guys definitely so anyways Tyler listeners thank you very much for thank you. thanks for listening to the human resources for small business podcast subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts also be sure to check out our blog at www zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources Inc., For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.